Welcome to Music She Missed, the podcast where I try to get my best friend caught up in some of the most popular songs and artists that impact our lives. I'm Allison. I'm Rachel, and I missed all the music. Yes, you did, Rachel. Woohoo! We are very rapidly approaching the end of this season. I can't believe it. It's going so fast. Tell me about it. It's a lot of fun. So let's make this intro go fast, because I want our audience and us to jump in to the second half as soon as possible. Okay. So to introduce this artist, I would like to ask you what your favorite sparkling beverage is. <gasps> yes. Okay. So I like German Apfelschule. Apple Schurla. Apple Schurla. It's like apple juice, but sparkling, but it's more not cider. It's not apple vine. No. Okay. It's apple Schurla. So. Is it alcoholic? No. It's uh, non-alcoholic. I don't like alcohol. I know. It's it just, less fun. It makes so is it basically red. sparkling apple juice? Yeah, but there's, it's not cider, so it's, but it's a little tarty. Um, and, um, it's, it's sweet, but it's not too sweet. Okay. You can't take, it's very similar to like the white grape juice, but apple juice. Okay. So sparkling apple juice. Yes. And I haven't had it for years and I would love if someone would bring it to me. Interesting. Why does sparkling something, something have anything to do with our next (laughs) artist? Um, because the next artist has a song called Champagne Supernova. Champagne Supernova. Yeah. Supernova. Are, are we going to go listening to music in outer space? <laughs> no, we already did David Bowie, Rachel. <laughs> okay. I have no idea. That So that does not give it away. Okay, no. Rad. Okay, well... Um, Ready for the drum roll? Here we go. Drum roll. Oasis. Oh, I think I have a CD of them. That you've opened? It may be opened. I don't know. Are they from the 90s? They sure are. Oh, okay. I don't remember if I like them or not. Okay, well, because you didn't know that song... I'm just going to throw one other song at you because reading a whole list of songs that you don't know seems pointless to me. Yes. Um, the only other song that I think you might know is a song called Wonderwall. Does that sound familiar? That was on the uh, movie Clueless, right? I don't know. Maybe. I think I've heard that song and I think I like it. <laughs> I'm not sure. So I'm a little hesitant to say yeah. Okay. Do you know anything else about Oasis by any chance? Oasis. I believe the CD that I have uh-huh. is a blue background with a palm tree, one like little island. You know, that's just, as far as I know, that's just what an oasis is. Okay. Well, at least <laughs> what's in my mind is the accurate thing. So that helps. And then plus I knew that it was a 90s music. Yeah. And then probably Clueless was in the 90s. So yeah. that's at least narrowing it. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being you've never heard of them before, and 10 being they are your favorite, (laughs) where would you rate your current knowledge of the band Oasis? I'm so unsure, so I'm guessing 3.54. I think that is extremely high. Okay. (laughs) For a band. 
Okay, <laughs> let's say two then. <laughs> I think two. <laughs> you but, know, just because you have a CD. I know. I have. That probably is still in its shriek wrap. Well, you've got some homework. Yay! I have a playlist for you of an Yay. hour's worth of Oasis songs uh, that you have to listen to every cool. day for a week. I can do it. Let's do it. Before you do it, oh, this playlist was lovingly curated by a former host, ah. former guest host, and her husband. What? It's our friends Jenny and Nick. Really? Are they both coming? They're both going to come. It is I'm... Nick's favorite band, and Yay. he cannot wait to share everything about Oasis with you. I'm so excited. Yay! I'm excited. Okay. Uh, Rachel, I'll see you and Jenny and Nick in a week, and audience will be back with you in just a moment. And welcoming our super guest hosts. Hey, Jenny. Hi. Hey, Nick. <laughs> Hi. Welcome. I'm so glad you guys are here. Thanks for having us. Thank Yay. Um, so you spent the last week listening to a super famous band. Yes. Called Oasis. I did. How did it go? It made me want to go get some mom jeans and maybe wear Tommy Hilfiger and uh, roll down my windows and blare it really loud. So you want to rock the 90s? Yes. The 90s are coming back. Yeah. They are. <laughs> in fashion and in life now. So. <laughs> I had a fun week. Okay, good. The 90s are coming to you for the first time, yes. musically. 20 years later. <laughs> That's right. Um, Rachel, I do want to know, did you end up recognizing any of the songs once you started listening to the playlist? Yes. So that Wonderwall okay. song that you mentioned um, before, yes, I had heard it before. But I wasn't sure that at the time that was Oasis. Now yeah. I know for sure that it is Oasis. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. So, Nick, you are my Oasis person. Yeah, I'm a fan from the, well, close, from the beginning? Close to the beginning. Okay. Middle school is when I first listened to them. Yeah. Through Champagne Supernova was the song that I first heard and really enjoyed it. Thought it was weird, but, uh, and then Wonderwall mm -hmm. and pretty much been a fan since then. Cool. And Jenny, you support this fandom? Support this fandom. I feel like I have to. Like when, <laughs> when he says he's a fan, I don't think it really comes across. He owns every album, every single they've made. He owns concert DVDs. He owns wow French posters from concerts. Did you have you been to? Have you seen them? Or art I saw them once. They played in. Uh, I saw them in Vegas, House of Blues. Oh, cool! So nice. The love of Oasis goes pretty deep for Nick. Also, he just, you know, he's a collector. Yes. And I feel like this is this is the band, and that this is yeah, what this he collects. Uh, really? Albums, like all the, mostly all their stuff. I don't have like vinyl or anything. But. Yes. So you know Allison. <laughs> We've known Allison for quite some years. Now she loves the Beatles. I mean, she has the Beatles posters, books, everything. So are you, are you saying that your love of Oasis is equivalent to her love of Beatles? 
Probably not to the extreme with the knowledge, but, but Or yes. romantic yes. inclinations towards members. I also know as a fact that Nick has not made his own plays up with the members okay, okay. of Oasis as masks. <laughs> we can talk about that another day, though. That's a bonus episode. Yeah. <laughs> like Allison's obsession with the Beatles and making plays with them. Exactly. This brings up a really interesting point, though, because often the Beatles and Oasis are compared. Why? Well, first well, of all... They heavily influenced Oasis. Really? And as I grew up, my dad is a huge Beatles fan, so oh. kind of naturally that I enjoyed Oasis. It's <gasps> yeah. it like the next generation of yes. Beatles popularity. Now that you're saying that, I'm like, click, click, click. Ah, lights are turning on. Yay. They're also both UK bands. Oh, really? Oh, I thought they were American. <laughs> no. They are. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. are from Manchester. So, Oasis, yes, there may not be an album cover with the palm tree on it, no. but Oasis, you know, what it is, that's not the UK. They don't have palm trees there. Why would they name themselves Oasis? That's a great question. So, back in the very early 90s, 91, um, Liam and Noel... Uh, Who are they? Are the they're the two they're the two main brothers in oh they're brothers in Oasis yes mm-hmm. and Noel was really the only one interested in music at all he's the songwriter right he's the songwriter and at the time he was a drum tech for a band called uh, the Imperial Carpets Liam Carpets the Imperial Carpets the Imperial Carpets and Liam and him both had a lot of friends in a band that was just a local band called the Rain and. Uh, the Rain did not like their singer, so they invited Liam oh. to come over and try singing with the band. So he did, and he worked. As I'm sure you've noticed, he has a very unique mm-hmm. sound uh, in his voice. Um, but he said he would only join the Rain if they changed the name. And oh. one of the places that the Imperial Carpets played at, the place where his brother was a drum tech for, the band his brother was a drum tech for had the name Oasis in the name of it. Oh. And it was on a poster hanging in their bedroom, and Liam saw it, and I think it just kind of clicked for him. There was a lot of other things mm-hmm. uh, locally in their lives that had the term Oasis in it, and they also kind of thought, like, they're kind of out there, you know, surrounded by the desert, this, this, ah. this like, tropical oasis, water. He liked the... The rain versus the oasis. Yeah, like the I was symbolism. That and I was like, oh, okay. Of like kind of being like the little lone bit of survival in this desert of nothing. Um, so Liam and Noel were both, and their friends were all council uh, flat kids. So they, they all kind of lived in uh, housing as government housing. Mm-hmm. So I think the name Oasis was probably them thinking them against the world, them being difference i mean how many bands did they know of that had come from nothing yeah. and made something of themselves so i think i think liam liked the yeah the way that oasis painted him maybe their lives at that time were just so uh where this music that they could kind of enter a new life and just kind of be away from that well i think well at the time noel wasn't part of the band he was still being a drum tech oh, for the okay. other band he really had 
no interest in joining this band. He didn't even know his brother could sing. Because mm. Liam, even their mother said, like, that she had no idea Liam was even interested in music at all. It was always Noel who always had a notebook in his hand writing. writing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So, so Rachel, we got the location. Location. We got the we got the time. We got part of the guys in the band. Nick, can you give us a quick rundown of the other guys? Yeah. So there's the brothers, and then so who there's else? the brothers, and and when, uh, there is Paul uh, Bonehead is his nickname. Um, Wait, rewind. <laughs> what? Uh, Did he give this nickname to himself? He, well, he's bald. Oh, okay. That but still, bonehead. Okay. Their other well, friend was also named Paul. Oh. Yeah, they had two Pauls in the group, and they had. This. They had to make a difference. Yes. And, and then they Bonehead had, was it. Bonehead wow. Was it. And then the other Paul uh, was uh, Giggs, Giggsley. Giggsley. Oh, Giggsley. So neither, neither of them took the name Paul. They both created nicknames. Yeah. So Paul Arthurs was Bonehead, and Paul McGuigan was Giggsy. And then Tony McCarroll was the drummer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Something that that I knew about Oasis but didn't really recognize the depth of until preparing for this episode was that in a lot of ways they're pretty much a UK group. Kids. Mm. Like yes. in comparison, like hits here versus hits there. Oh. They are way, way, way more successful in the UK. No wonder. My husband <laughs> grew up in the UK. And no, everybody here still knows who Oasis oh, is. I'm not. Yeah, so I'm not giving you a that. pass because my husband, like, they I were... was like listening to them this week, and he's like, comes in out of his office, like, you're doing Oasis this week, and I'm like, yeah. how do you know this band? He's like, no, everybody everyone still knows. knows. Oh, okay. So imagine that, and then multiply it. Oh. Yeah, Oasis was big in the states, but in the UK specifically, they were considered the biggest band. Since the, the Beatles. Since yes, the Beatles. exactly. They really? were a phenomenon. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's what was so surprising to me because here they were just like, oh, they're one of many 90s rock bands in my head, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's nice, like after I met Nick, because I was, I was very much like on the level of most other Americans and what they knew about Oasis. Which well, is Wonderwall and Champagne Supernova. I liked Wonderwall. <laughs> I really didn't like Champagne Supernova. Um, and I had found, um, Don't Look Back in Anger and a few other songs when I was in college. Right. And so I had like this little tiny repertoire of like half a dozen songs that I listened to. But then when I met Nick and he was pulling out all these other hits that were really hits in the UK, mm-hmm. the um. band became a lot more, a lot more interesting to me and understanding how big they got in the UK, yeah. uh, kind of dawned on me. And I think a lot of Americans too think of the Beatles or think of Oasis as a B-side Beatles. Like they're oh. not as big as the Beatles, but if you go to the OK, you're going to probably have a big conversation with British people who will argue against that. Huh. Interesting. I actually resisted getting into Oasis as a teen because of how many people told me they were like the Beatles. And I was like, this is not like the Beatles at all. And I was so like, Revolted by the and I think that's pretty, pretty common. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of Beatle fans think that way. We sure Ameri- do, especially American Beatle fans. <laughs> okay. Now that I know they're from the UK, I kind of can like listen back in my head some of the songs and thinking. For some reason, I felt like 
the lyrics kind of explained to me that they were from a cold place. I don't know. Like Minnesota. Because that's really where I thought they were from. And I didn't know. Champagne supernova. (laughs) Oh, geez. Nova. Mm -hmm. Don't you know? (laughs) Well, and the sound is very British. The the sound they brought was definitely... um, I, mm. I think they were labeled as an indie band in Britain, but over here they were Britpop. They're mm-hmm. they're Brit British pop. pop. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so. such thing as a Britpop group. There's everything pop. Pop pop. You can stick anything in front of pop and it work. Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> do you have another historical question? Because I do want to talk about some of their big albums and successes. So history, kind of wise, if they're from the '90s, are they still together? Like, are these brothers like? Ooh, skipping they, down the lane together as they're popular and stuff. Fast forwarded straight to the end there. Well, <laughs> yes, Oasis broke up, uh, I guess, 2009. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, and to really know the history of the band, you have to know Liam and Noel Gallagher. They are brothers. Noel's uh, the older one. He's oh, okay. five years older. And they are rock stars to the highest level you will think of and they want to live rock and roll and live it to the fullest and also beat each other to death so what was their what was their first album their first album was definitely maybe oh right out in 1994 so the band formed in 1991 Mm. Uh, they got signed in 1993 um and then when definitely maybe came out it was released and entered the number one chart in the UK uh, within a week of its release, and was the the big, the fastest selling debut album in UK history. Wow, yeah. that's kind of incredible. And Supersonic is from that album, is that right? Yeah, Supersonic okay. was their first single they released, and the band has a lot of drama. You could do a whole other conversation of just them. Mm-hmm. Um, they were going to have a different single to release bring it bring it down bring it on down uh but they changed it to supersonic because liam had no faith in their drummer uh tony oh and he even bluntly said that it was it was noel who had no faith in the drummer. sorry okay wow noel had no faith in the drummer well and while they were recording definitely maybe I, i think his fears about the drummer's talent you know, were pretty much cemented. So Supersonic was actually written, um, Noel said, in the space it takes six guys to eat Chinese takeout. He literally at 3 a.m. goes back in the back somewhere while the band and the techs are eating food and just, like, writes out Supersonic and is like, this is the song, and they record it. Wow. So they're on like this, we haven't slept, nothing on this album's working, they're all high on drugs. So he goes and he just like Mm -hmm. pins this song in in nothing. And it was 31st on the charts. So the first song ever put out to the public jumped to 31. Wow. But that's not not their most famous album. No. Which one is that? Uh, their most famous, I would say, is What's the Story, Morning Glory. That came out in 1995. What yeah. songs are on that one? Uh, Don't Look Back in Anger, uh, What's the Story, Morning Glories on there, Wonderwall. Mm-hmm. And that was number two. Yeah. And that was really the height of Oasis, was that second 
album. I mean, they went on to to stay together until 2009. So obviously they were still they were still hit they were still making hits. They still had lots of fans, but their big heyday was in the mid 90s after right. What's the Story Morning Glory came out because it made it huge worldwide. Okay. Right. Now are the guys still alive or are they still Oh yeah, they're still okay. alive and active. And there oh. were some band member changes too <laughs> that went on. Cuz so I'm much. guessing so with the yes. drama. Mostly right. drummers. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of drummer changes because no all those peep bests. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's the Beatles. That's, oh. that's yeah. Both of the Gallagher brothers were temperamental in their in their own way and the, one of the ways noel was is that he was obsessed with perfection right mm-hmm. yes he just he wanted everything to be perfect he had a hard time letting go of anything no one wrote a single oasis song except for him until 2000 when he finally let other people write wow so that was like nine years of yeah. being a control freak uh yeah well just about yeah so okay. it, he was he was a little tight-fisted with stuff and the one thing he would always say is that even a monkey can be a drummer you know he would wow he would say all you have to do is have like all you're doing is banging things together what kind of talent do you need so i yeah which blows my mind because so because if you ever can ever drum i I don't think so (laughs) then how can he say something like that because he can't drum because that is that's who he is. He is brash, and his opinions are strong, and they drive everyone away. Uh, that that was Noel. Liam. We don't him. want to drive Rachel away no. quite yet. No. So let's talk about some of the uh, the good things. Yeah. <laughs> so how many albums were there? There were seven albums, but then they had so many compilation B sides. So. Ah, so that can sometimes add, add a couple. Yeah, depends couple on how you look at it. Okay. Gotcha. Seven main albums. Mm-hmm. So kind of going back a little bit to the drummer um, situation that Noel just had some emotional responses and tend to have the emotional response of anger, I guess. Definitely had some anger issues. Same with Liam, but uh, I think just he wanted to control the sound and as much as possible. And I think if the drummer was not on tempo or tight, he did not agree. So my question is like, "Live Forever," that one song that's on um, the playlist that she created. Which album is that one in Korea? That's on Definitely Maybe. And is that the first one? That's the first one. Which is super interesting because when I listened to the song, I took away that I love the drumming, and I wasn't so sure about the lyrics. (laughs) So it's just like, oh, okay, interesting that I think Noel had those issues with drumming. (laughs) I think a lot of the songs that. Noel crafted, he made sure to craft for the band members of that time period. Of, of that time period, yeah, because, because I know he also wrote music so that Bonehead and Gwigsy were kept to like very uh, simple hmm. rhythms with, with guitar and bass. Hmm. Um, it was more about developing the sound as a whole mm-hmm. and featuring the lyrics. That I, yeah. th- I feel like that was more important to him. But eventually, once they got bigger and Noel was writing more, especially once he really got into his like big writing phase after the second album, I think he kind of was ready to let his friend mm. 
uh-huh. go because him and Tony and Liam and all those guys had grown up together. Hmm. Interesting. So, but and they let him go. They had a very like successful career. Lots of awards. Lots of best-selling really? albums. Yeah. In terms of like speed of selling albums and numbers of albums sold, they broke a lot of records. They did, and the. the Pretty much every album they released was number one in the UK. I think they have like a streak of most number ones in the singles, UK. Hits. Yeah, in the UK, they were mm-hmm. very big. Wow, cool. A lot of awards. They uh, definitely didn't always appre- always appreciate for what the awards were, but really, they're rock stars. They're rock stars. Oh. Do you have any wild stories? There are a lot of wild stories when it comes to Oasis. I don't know if I could pick just one. There's one where they. Um, I think it was during definitely maybe they mm-hmm. were on a ferry going to Amsterdam and they okay. ended up um, getting high on drugs and alcohol and were ended up getting arrested for a brawl, uh. being deported back. Deported? Wow. Uh, Can they go back to? The they've been kicked out of so many hotels and countries. <laughs> I don't know about countries, but... Well, deport, <laughs> deportation is kicking out of the country. Yeah. So, I wouldn't put that as, yay. <laughs> um, their first live show in the United States was at Whiskey and Go-Go, which I think mm-hmm. was in L.A., which is like one of the biggest clubs there. Um, they had accidentally done crystal meth. They thought it was <laughs> cocaine, but they all did crystal meth, and ended up staying up all night. None of them got any sleep. So then they went on and performed probably one of the worst shows of their of their life. And it made Noel so mad he took seven hundred bucks from their band manager and disappeared. Where did he go? And they, they had no idea until the band manager had the brilliant idea of looking at his phone log and he had called a girl he had met in the last city they had played at San Francisco and he was staying with her because he just could not deal with how awful everyone had been and and Liam kept doing crystal meth on stage what he, he kept going back and snorting lines of it wait in isn't between that okay he no, was snorting I crystal meth, apparently. <laughs> but <laughs> at all, it, that, Drugs, Rachel, that is where he fun. wrote a song called. <laughs> Sorry. What? Oh yeah. Well. Anyway, Liam would still go to the back and snort crystal meth in between each song. So Noel couldn't take it. Had flown to San Francisco, staying with a girl he met. Uh, at their San Francisco, uh, on their San Francisco tour. And that's when he wrote the song Talk Tonight, which I don't think was on your playlist. No, I don't think Honest, so. Honestly, there were so many songs we had to cut. Yeah. Um, well, your, really? the original playlist that you gave me was like two and a half hours long. And I was like, hey guys, <laughs> Rachel's not going to listen to this. I know. There's just, there's just so many because they put out so many. So that was one of the songs albums. that was, um, missing. Yeah. Yes. yes, and it really is, if you listen to it, it is definitely a more emotional and softer oh. side of Noel than a lot of the other songs you hear. Oh. Um, really? I would have actually his, liked that. his frustration at what had happened. You know, they had just, they were getting huge breaking out in America, which is like, that's, 
that's it for any band that's not an American band being able to once you break into that break into uh, America. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, and they just he just didn't want to ruin it and give their lives to drugs. He wanted us them to be able to actually oh, do this. American Noel did American a lot of thing. drugs too. Oh, okay. so. He did a lot of drugs, but Liam, did I feel what? like Noel was more like a stoner kind of guy and Liam went crazy when it came to the drugs but they both did and they both were unapologetic about how many drugs they did it got them into a lot of trouble with the British press Mm -hmm. and the British people and yet Mm -hmm. they were still adored adored basically okay well I think because they also were very fan driven so like how Nick had said they didn't appreciate the awards they got. Mm. They appreciated every fan-voted award that they got. They would dedicate things to their fans. Um, like, that was... if yeah. When you talk to... Like, when they when they talk in interviews, that's the number one reason they like doing what they do, is to hear the fans your lyrics enjoy. sung back to you by fans who... Um, the appreciation. Yeah. Who, not the... The corporation. The corporation. Not the corporation yeah, kind of, approval. Um, Awards. They had okay. a very punky attitude when Sounds it came like. to music. Well, and that's their, very 1990s. And their lifestyle, you know, they messed up pretty much every hotel room they stayed in. and They yeah. were wild. Kicked out of hotels, kicked out of airlines. They uh, were on the press. It was They were a duo to, duo to be reckoned with. So did they still wreck hotels? And Yeah, well, I am curious what's like, happened since the breakup. Since their breakup, um, they both went their separate ways. Um, Noel, uh, for the longest time, refused to even talk to Liam. Um, Noel went in to create a band called Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Liam had a band, BDI. And they kind of were competitive that they released both of their debut Adam al- albums close to each other. Hmm. So who could outperform the other? Mm. So they still they're the rival rivalry that they always had growing up. Um, and then Liam uh, BDI broke up, and then now he's doing his own solo stuff, hmm. and Noel still doing his. They don't really talk to each other anymore. Um, That's sad. Kind of had that falling out. And I think it's they're probably more cordial now. Okay. Uh, time has passed. Time has passed, yeah. um, but. They're brothers. They're still not, like, jamming together, though? No. Hmm. Okay, so they don't do any reunion tours? No reunion tours, even though, like, I feel like every once in a while it gets brought up, particularly by the British press or radio station. Like, when they're interviewing uh, Noel Gallagher or Liam Gallagher when each when their band has an album or a single coming out, that is always a question that is asked. And they are both so noncommittal about each other and anything. I I mean, they'll be old and gray by the time they sing together on stage again, I think. Mm-hmm. I hope they work it out. I hope so, too. So... has got a hug. Um, we know that Nick likes Oasis. Mm-hmm. But Rachel, I want to know what you thought about <laughs> Oasis. Could we talk about just a few of the songs, ones you liked, ones you didn't yeah. like? Well, I, I think this is something that's kind of, I realized throughout the week as I was listening, that it's taken till season four to this episode for me to actually get to the point 
and make a decision if I like a song or dislike a song. There was no middle ground, which was, as I'm learning music, what I do like, what other people are telling me to like or whatever. Well, I'm not listening to them anyways. But um, I was able to make an actual decision if I liked and disliked them. Um, so, dislike, sorry, I don't like Supernova. Super... I Wait, am not what? surprised. Supersonic. Oh, okay. Or whatever. Yeah, Wait, no, Supersonic. No, no. Supersonic. Yeah. Supersonic Super... is different than Super. Why did you not like Supersonic? It sounds like Nirvana. I don't like Nirvana. Well, uh-uh. and it's kind of funny because uh, Noel and is actually a fan of Nirvana. Yeah. Um, but... And Nirvana is pretty new at this point, right? Like, they're definitely influencing yeah. since the yes. early 90s. But what is funny is uh, the other song on there, Live Forever is actually a song he had uh, that was actually kind of a, a counter to Nirvana. Because as much as he right. liked Nirvana, that song was the opposite of Nirvana because Nirvana had a song called I Hate Myself and Want to Die. Noel <laughs> believed kids should not be listening to this type of stuff. Thank you, Noel. <laughs> Rachel's was like, I don't want to listen to it. They don't, they I don't, don't either. <laughs> I agree with you, Noel. So they were... Vote for Noel. Because I was looking... President 2020. There, I mean, no. Oasis is not grunge. Like, no. they are not... No, they are not. They are not, they're not stylistically I, the same. But I wouldn't call them Brit Pop. Because there's the, not the happy pop to it. The first album... The first album's different. different. I would, it's oh. definitely more punk. It's more rock. Um, more of a statement. I want to say something. You've given me a mic. Let's go for it. This is my, what I'm going to say. Harder. Yes. yes. So, Sunday Morning Call. Okay. I'm not sure if I don't like this call, song, but the part I definitely don't like is so I was listening to it mainly with my headphones, and I would hear this UFO sound. And I'm not joking, totally UFO. I've never seen one, but if I had, this is what it would sound like. And I'm not sure. It would go from my left ear, go into my right ear, back to my left, and I'm like, whoa, what instrument is that, and what is that, and was that supposed to be there? <laughs> um, you're probably talking about like, in the beginning of the song, you kind of like a, a wave kind of sound. Yeah. And that is likely just a guitar. Um, highly and, distorted. Uh, highly distorted, which one of their in, uh, Oasis's influential bands they had is Jimi Hendrix. Which you know about. I do. So he did the um, patriotic song. Right. That has a lot of distortion, right? Yes. So and that's when you hear like something that. that sounds weird on a professional album like this... It's intentional. It's sound mixing. Yeah. yeah, this is a choice that they're making. And Sunday Morning Call was part of the album Standing on the Shoulders of Giants, which was um, their most experimental album. So they're kind of destroying mm. a lot of different sounds. Right. Well, I didn't like it. <laughs> it was in my distance. That's fair. I also want to mention that when you record in, I believe, stereo, right, they can choose... Which speaker, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds come out of, right? Yes. So in that mixing. And so when you're wearing earbuds, yeah. the sound is going to feel like it's traveling from one traveling. side to the other if they are mixing it in that way. Okay. And lots of bands, rock bands, have played with that. Yes. This isn't the first time we've even heard this on our show. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I just didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Um, one more dislike. Uh, master plan. I didn't like master plan. Um, that's a weird, it had a weird start. And then also 
it was like sort of scream, but sort of not, but really was screaming, and I didn't like the screaming. So yeah, that's <laughs> why it landed in the dislike really pile. Think... Yeah, mm. Nick, do you consider that screaming? I don't consider that screaming since I listen to the scream music and <laughs> not <laughs> close. But um... see, I'm more of like classical instrumental piano. And that's actually and Master Plan's a B side, so never made an official <gasps> album. So why did you choose that song for this playlist? What about it made you go? I just think the lyrics are really good in okay. it, and it's highly influential for the Beatles. Huh. And gotcha. Interesting. And it was also because their third album, Be Here Now, wasn't wasn't very good. as It wasn't as good as people expected it to be. That was one that got, came out in 97. Yeah, it kind of got lackluster reviews from critics, Mm -hmm. and then they later, after that, released the master plan, which is the B, is that the B-side to, what's the story, Morning Glory? I think, during that time, at least, Mm -hmm. in Oasis, Um, and Noel even admits that the the B-side songs on, on that album are better than Be Here Now, because Be Here Now was them, like... Kind of having a a music high off of how successful they were. Um, When they did Be Here Now, they thought they could do whatever they wanted because they had become so so famous. Uh, So a lot of their songs are kind of bloated and overproduced, Mm. drawn out. Um, So I think in hindsight, Noel Noel says, you know, the B-side album they put out was better than be here now. Gotcha. So, what did you like? Oh, I liked a lot. Good. I am super happy about yay, that. Yay, yay. Pick um, a few. I will say my favorite for last. Okay. Because that's always the nice thing to do. Champagne Supernova. I really like that. I, I wanted to pick up my guitar. Um, do you guys... So, Champagne Supernova being one of the most famous songs yes. by Oasis. Do you have any, like, fun facts about that that might it add was, to your appreciation? It was their... I think their first big hit in America. Cool. Yeah. Um, and it's such a, it's a, lyrically it's odd. It just sounds I weird. like the lyrics. And, but what is neat is, you know, a lot of people ask what it means and yes. what it is. And Does no, there's know? a quote that, you know, you tell me what we've heard. We, you've got 60,000 people singing it. They don't know what it means. It means something different for every one of them. And it just kind of shows that not songs have to mean something. It means to whoever at any time. I, think I like that. I think it's cool when you can take a song and it means something to you and it doesn't have to mean the exact same thing to somebody mm-hmm. else. Because that means you can enjoy the music more personally yeah. instead of having to follow like a prescribed yes. interpretation. Yes, and I feel like that's a lot of what Oasis encouraged me to do. Where I had some other bands that we've done in previous seasons that, oh, I've got to do 1 plus 1 equals 2. No. If 1 plus 1 equals... 11. 11. That's okay. <laughs> and we're going to just rock on. You know, a lot of their songs are very uh, bits and pieces of experience and life or uh, in between bandmates. Mm. It's for them to know. Nobody else will know but them. Yeah, it's a lot of their songs are however you want to interpret it. And Noel says, uh, for Champagne Supernova specifically, but 
for a lot of their other songs too that it means something different to him depending on what mood he's in when you ask mm. him hmm. but he'll pull out lines and explain lines but he doesn't really explain like the overall arc of songs yeah so like uh, talking about like the landslide mm-hmm. lyric in Champagne Supernova he says like that's the feeling of of suffocating and, and being buried by you know too much going on around you but that's not that's not what the whole song's about mm. but they do the same thing it's like there's there's lyrics that make no sense that that were just written nonsensically because they fit because they sounded good and then there's other lines in their songs that has really personal meaning to them and that's pretty much all their songs Hmm. Cool. I like that. Um, little by little, I think it was a great, cool song. Okay. Um, I feel cool because I was listening to it. And that's when <laughs> I got online and ordered my mom jeans from 1990. <laughs> did you really order? I did. They're super cute. I just got them a few ago. They came with two-day shipping. Okay. Now, whenever I listen to that song, I will think of my mom jeans. Or whenever I wear my mom jeans, I will think of that song. Excellent. <laughs> and I think it's fun when you have a connection to a song. Yes. Any kind of memory or positive thing, that's going to help you enjoy that song and that band more. Mm-hmm. At least, I mean, Jenny, I don't know if for you, you know, you know, Rachel and Jenny and I went to high school together. Yeah. And to me, a lot of these songs bring up certain places or yes. people we knew in bands or parties or whatever these little kind of snippets of, of memories mm-hmm. right and so when you hear that song it's not just oh here's a song and I'm listening to it but it's a memory it's a feeling it's a relationship it's a place mm. and you bring all those things together and you add that personal meaning to it and now you have something that you can really hold, hold on, on to. to yeah yeah that's also why I like don't go away um it's kind of interesting that you said that the artist, he had a different meaning or anything, but I felt like out of all the songs that I listened to on the playlist, that song allowed me to understand him the most. Can you explain where why? he, just with the lyrics, um, I really liked the lyrics. Um, mm-hmm. And when um, you say forever in a day, like things caught in my mind, some of those lyrics just really allowed me to enter in and it was like an invitation I thought that was really cool that the artist did that and And I like that and Don't Go Away is actually my all time favorite song ever and I think it's very visual Mm -hmm. exactly and I think that's why I really felt like I could see why the artist wrote what he did and the lyrics that he did and placed the lyrics in this way or things like like that I think it's a really good segue Rachel for you to ask Nick a little bit about his yeah his um, connection with the band yeah so you got into this band in middle school you mentioned you held on to them throughout um, high school probably mm-hmm. and a little bit in college oh wait you're married and congratulations Jenny you're about to have your yes. first child that's awesome yeah. so are I'm... you gonna name him Noah or Liam <laughs> you'll see when he, <laughs> he makes his <laughs> debut in July definitely maybe Definitely maybe. So I have a quick question. Um, So you know how sometimes songs, exactly what um, Allison was saying, they can bring you back to high school. Is there one of the songs, not not any, you can't pick tons, but one song that you want to give to your future son as a gift? Like, this is the song I want to give to him. That's, I don't know. I Like I said, my favorite song is Don't Go Away. 
but um, I think it's just a great song. I would you know love to pass on or even Wonderwall because it's very pretty to play on the guitar. Mm-hmm. And and any time a lot I've some of my friends can play it and everybody knows that song and everybody sings it. So Aww. it's a great I think a good song to learn on the guitar. And yeah, that's a great and relationship yeah. building like when mm-hmm. everybody's like. When somebody gets out a guitar and everybody's sitting around yeah. and we're all singing Wonderwall or whatever. That's yeah. And it's sweet. so classic 90s high school for us, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. It's kind of our, the song of the 90s. That's yeah. really cool. Well, I hope you do give this song to him because that'd be really fun. I'm sorry, Rachel, before we conclude, uh, what was your all-time favorite song? Because Some might say, like, I L-O-V-E this song to a point where I put it on repeat and I think I heard it on the max eight, maybe nine times in a row. <laughs> Whoa, seriously? Seriously. Seriously. Okay. Like 1990s, seriously. Can you tell me why? The guitar sound, I felt like this song really felt like summer. And with it being the beginning of summer, I was like... Rock. As of now. Yeah, as of right now, we're, when we're recording. I just like rock on. I just enjoyed it. It just brought a smile to my face, and I felt cool listening to it. So I really like that song a lot. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you had a good experience. Uh, are you ready to rate Oasis? I am. Um, okay, Come on, so Allison, bring on it. On a scale of, of one being little by little, you're going to rip it up and throw it in the garbage, <laughs> and ten being... Don't go away, Oasis. Stay with me in my ears forever. <laughs> Live forever. Just on a scale of one to ten. How are you going to rate your um, your likelihood of re-listenability? Nine. Nine. Whoa! Wow. I think that's pretty good. I don't think. Well, I've that's like you're nine. saying it's like one point less than the best. I know. That's also more that's than the excellent. Beatles. Very upsetting. Yeah, <laughs> she does compare a lot of artists we do to the Beatles rating of seven point like five. But I don't love the Beatles like I do Oasis. It's okay. All I right. Like this is what we learned today: that Rachel likes Oasis more than the Beatles. <laughs> Sorry, I do. Okay. Um. Hey, Jenny, Nick, thanks yeah. for sharing. Sure. Sure. I'm so glad you guys are here. Super fun. Thanks Super for having us. Nova fun. Yeah. Supersonic. Okay. Leave the puns to me. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> okay, if your audience want to follow along with Rachel's story, would you please like Facebook and Twitter and the podcast and read subscribe? And now YouTube. And YouTube. Woohoo! Let's get more than one subscriber on yes, YouTube. Please. And uh, so- and of course on Spotify. You can subscribe to this playlist and all of them by searching for Spotify colon music colon music she missed. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much and have a great day. Bye. 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 <laughs>